Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the Ardent Wife podcast. Today, we are continuing our discussion in Titus. And today, we are talking all about being workers at home or being busy at home. So we have been going through this this study for a few weeks now. And so if you have not listened to the previous episodes yet, we encourage you to go back, listen to those episodes as well. And so today, Let's just jump into the conversation. So the part of the text that we're in today is Titus chapter two, verse five. But it's good to start at verse three to kind of give some context for where we are. And so I'll just start reading from verse three. So older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so to train the young women to love their husbands and children. So the way I see this is older women, you got to get information before you get the younger women information. (laughs) You know, like you got to clean your stuff up, get yourself together. Then you can teach someone else. So going into verse five, it says, so the older women now are teaching the younger women to love their husbands and their children. And then in verse five, to be self-controlled, pure working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands that the word of God may not be reviled. And so this is the ESV version. But we are talking now about working at home. So Titus chapter two, verse five. Um, I think y'all, I really do think this is a controversial topic. And, you know, the study that I done, it's like, I don't know where I quite where I landed on it, um, but I wrestled with God in this. Right. And so like some of the versions. Right. So the ESV says working at home. The NIV says to be busy at home. The NASB says workers at home and the King James Version says keepers of the home. But it's that same Greek word, which essentially means caring for the house, you know, working at home, being domestic, um, keeping that keeping at home and taking care of household affairs. Um, yeah, so I just think that it's controver- controversial in that I often see it. It's like, are women supposed to work outside the home? You know, some people say this is a text that's saying women are workers at home, not outside the home. So what is your take on that? Like, how do you how do you read this text or how does the Holy Spirit speak to you? Um, in dealing with this text? There's a few things that came to mind. When you were reading it, um, when it says the older women, and I'm going to get to that, but when it says the older women, it's not necessarily in chronological age. Right. I want to say it's immaturity in Christ. Um, and so like there could be a younger woman who's been walking in the faith since she was seven years old faithfully, and then an older woman comes along and she in recommits or commits themselves maybe for the first time to Christ and she can lead and guide. So I want to kind of put clarity for that. But for the home and being workers of the home, there's a few, I have a few thoughts. One is Proverbs 31 tells us that we are to work 
and be it has like we work we are strong our our, our husbands um revere us our children uh, are blessed by us and then i also think of the actual like dynamics in the household of current modern times and there are some dads or husbands who are fantastic i call them household engineers uh they are really great at managing the home um they're really great at doing the dishes or or their co-partners in the managing of the home um i know for my for my family and i'm only speaking from because i can only speak for my family there was a season where my husband was doing a lot of the homework and we have to agree that that wasn't the best time in our home <laughs> um like it just wasn't how it wasn't mm. he just didn't manage it like i had previously managed it and it just kind of derailed the tracks of our family so i feel like it's just all depends on the household dynamics for us um we're partners in that like he washes the clothes i fold the clothes he does the dishes i put them away um part of our prenup is if i cook he washes the dishes so like there's certain aspects of the household managing that my husband does but for as far as the affairs and the planning of the, where the girls go and the, actually even the finances and stuff that is something that i thrive in and I, it's a better skill that i have um, than my husband does so for our home it's a little bit of partnership or i feel like in, in general we are called to be his helper right uh that's what we're the azers we're the helper of our husbands like that's our role in the marriage so i feel like me taking care of the house is a lot helping my husband um so that he can be the fidelity the provider which is what the husband's role is called to do and then because he it's a lot of work <laughs> and uh he puts pitches in where he feels led um he also vacuums too because he likes the way the vacuum lines are like there's certain things that he does that he desires to do but the things that he doesn't want to do he doesn't do so that's how it works in my home um i don't know how does it work in your guys home what do you guys think i think that um it's interesting because I at one point was home with my kids, you know, I worked, I, you know, when we first got married, I was a single mom. So I worked, I was a single mom. I worked, they took care of the home and then we got married and I still had my job and I still had the role. And I will say my husband came from a very, he has a very traditional mindset where the man is out working and that is also his mindset. So, um, I, but he does help at home. It's not like I'm doing I mean, I do do the cooking. I do most of the cleaning. But if I need help and I ask him, he'll help. You know, um, we live more traditionally. He manages the finances. Um, and and so I do think that um, regardless of what I think about it, I read this scripture. <laughs> and my, one of my roles is to keep my home. So I don't know if I even have to say what's right, what's wrong, what what, what does the world say? What do I think? Like, I, I think as I'm sitting here talking, I'm like, well, God is saying to me in some way, part of my role is to be busy at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I think there's a reason for that too. And I, I, I could speculate, but I think either way, I think part of my role in loving my family is to be busy at home. Yeah. And, and so I, that's kind of where I land on it, you know, and I'm okay with that. Honestly, 
I, for the most part, there's times I have bucked against that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also know my spirit when I bucked against it and mm-hmm. it's not a godly spirit. And I don't mean that like, listen, I have, a, I have a few jobs now. I work outside the home. I am in leadership. I, you know, there, I, I don't think it is one without the other. Cause I think Tiffany, when you were saying it's controversial that there are people that do, it's like one or the other, or like it becomes this, yeah. but I yeah. think it's, it, it, it's within context. I was thinking the same thing you were, D. like Proverbs 31. I think of Lydia. We named our daughter Lydia after she was a, you know, a seller of purple cloth, right? She was yeah. a businesswoman. And so I don't think it's an either or. I don't think you can take one scripture and say, all right, every woman must just be busy at home, right? But I do feel like it is a role that I've been given. And I'm, I actually, when I embrace it, there is peace in my home when I am like, Hey, I get to right. And you'll hear older women say, Hey, embrace the times when you're cleaning the house and the kids are young because you're going to miss it when they go. Mm -hmm. So what I don't want to do is live through this stage of my life being angry. I want to live through the stage of my life saying, this is a get to that. I get to make sure the laundry is done and that I get to love my children and set them up for success. And, um, help them along the way. And I do like my house. I, we have different, I like my house cleaner than my husband. Like he'll have people over and there'll be things all over the counters. And I walk in and I'm like, ah, why would you have people in here like this? You know, but, but, and I have had to loosen with that. But anyways, I just, it's, it is in me that I want things to be a certain way. Like you said, do you want your household to run a certain way? And when, when you had it running a certain way, it worked. And I, not that a man can't. Hey, listen, I know guys that do that. So, so right. hear me. But there is something to that, I think. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. It really does make sense. And I would say, I, I would say that I wrestle with the text and with God because it's like, like you were saying, sort of what you were saying, Jay, it really doesn't care what we, what I think, what anyone else thinks. I mean, the word is the word. It says what it says. Um, and so when it comes to that, and I was wrestling with God because it's not what we see, you know, in the world, it's not what we see. It's not the thing that's praised. It's not the thing that's, you know, um, I would say it's looked down upon sometimes, you know, because it's like, oh, you just stay at home, you just work at home, or, you know, so it can kind of feel like the work that you do at home doesn't matter, or it's, you know, it's not worth anything. And so when I, I believe, you know, when I was wrestling with this, with the, with God, that the Holy Spirit spoke to me, like, it's not just because it's not what I see, you know, doesn't Mm -hmm. mean not the way it's supposed to be. Yep. You yeah. know, cuz just because it's not what I see doesn't mean it's not the way it's supposed to be. So we can say, "Hey, it looks like this for me in my home and it looks like this." But is that the way God intended for it to be? Yes, that's the way we play it out. But what is his original design? You know, and I think culturally, you know, when you go back in that time and you look at Jewish women, you know, they didn't work outside of the home, you know, just culturally as a people, you know, they took care of their home. That was their primary role. 
and responsibility. Is that the way it's going to be when we get to heaven? I don't know. Are women going to just be, I don't know. You know, when you look back and you see those things, that was their primary role, their home, their, their children, their husbands. It wasn't, and granted, they probably wasn't going to office buildings and that type of thing either. Um, but I think it's important to, to see it from, to allow what the scripture says, Romans 12, two, to not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And so God's word renew our minds. So whether or not we're doing that thing that his word says, it doesn't take away from the word. <laughs> you know, it still is what it is. And when I read this, um, and I read something that said Bible ethic is always best because it's based on the highest wisdom. Ooh, that's good. You know, good. I mean, we can take it to do what we want <laughs> with it. I mean, God doesn't prevent us from doing that. But I think, I think, Jen, you said this before, like there is, you know, when you take a step back and you look at the heart of the message, we know and we see in a world where, and when moms are in a home, what happens? Yeah. You know, yeah. or when the mom is out working, um, you know, some things just, and it's the same way, not to say it couldn't be that way if the mom is at home, but you see it more when you have roles and responsibility outside the home where you don't have the time to spend with your children. You don't necessarily have the time to spend with your husband or to clean your home, <laughs> you know, is your home present, you know, busy at home, um, you know, are you doing the laundry? Are you clean? Are you doing those things? I think that so, so where my mind goes to some degree too is our roles and, mm -hmm. and, and not only our roles, but God has designed men and women differently, yeah. not unequally, yeah, but yeah. differently. Mm -hmm. And listen, when we get together with our girlfriends, are we not, don't we have some common things? We're like, oh my gosh. Right. Because we speak the same language and our husbands right. are wired differently. That's and there's a purpose in that. I believe mm -hmm. that, that yeah. I in all my heart, that there's a purpose in that. So however it looks, there is still a role that we've been given in our lives for our children and for our husband as women. Mm -hmm. That yeah. are, are, is a divine appointment. And same thing with men. And so I, I just feel like that's where I can't get away from it. I absolutely agree. And that's why I was going to say, like, w as women, we're nurturers. Like, that's how God designed us. And I even think, like, when Adam was naming all the animals and God was like, oh, man, this guy needs a helper. Like, he's going <laughs> to need somebody to nurture all of these things that needs to be cared for and needs to be handled and taken care of. And Adam's role was to be a laborer and to get the food and to be a laborer in the land. Um so I was going to say very something very similar, Jennifer, like we all be God designed us differently for a mm -hmm. reason to complement each other. And uh, I was just thinking I was a stay at home mom for 12 years. And when people would say just just stay at home, that look kind of got under my skin a little bit because there's a lot of responsibilities yeah. you have, especially when they're little. Um, even when they're big, I feel I feel like the responsibilities actually start to get greater when they're big or the impact of your responsibilities have much more mm. of a difference. But, um, yeah, God designed us completely different, but complementary for a reason. And so I think 
we need to embrace those roles, like yeah. you were saying, Jen, and it's only for a short span that we get to nurture and care for our children in the way that we get to when they're in our home. We still nurture and care for our children when they leave our home, but there's only a very, like they're only little for 18 years, which is so mm -hmm. like, when you think about how long you live in your complete life, it's nothing. It's, it's a blink. It's a mist. Right. And so embracing those seasons versus being resentful because you're in this season. And I tell mama littles all the time, like, just, I know the days are long in the year, but the years are really, truly short. And that saying you don't see until they are the same height as you looking at you in the eye and you're like, wow, when do you <laughs> so. Well, I think you're also making a sacrifice when, mm -hmm. when like, because financially you, you're, it, you're not keeping up with the Joneses per se, depending, right? It, yeah. It all depends. But that is also a sacrifice that's being made. You know, when you said that, D, about just being a stay-at-home mom, you know, and I know, Tiffany, you are home right now. Yeah. I remember I was at home for a lot of years, too, and it was there was a sacrifice in that as well yeah. um, to nurture financially. So just, I don't know. I felt and I think that also taught me skills for when I became, when I did re-enter the workplace. And God gave us skills in giftings. Like, he doesn't want those to go to waste. There's nothing wasted, first of all, in the kingdom. And we will get, you will get your time. If you're at home and you have a lot of little ones right now and you, it does not seem like you're going to get your time to shine. God has already lined out a plan for you. It will come when it's your season. And I just remember like when my girls did get older and just the opportunities that the Lord had provided for me to use my giftings that I had, even in the home, um, even through working with my girls and encouraging them through their different sports and their drama and those type of things. Like I was able to, uh, share my giftings that way. Sometimes I didn't get paid for it. I was volunteering at school or whatever the case may be, but I still was able to be, I feel like moms sometimes feel like, like they lose a sense of their identity when they're at home, um, when they're not able, or if they were career bound, and, you know, a great whatever they were, and then they become a home household manager, uh, then it just like denotes who they are. It just takes away from who they are, but it doesn't. God's using that too. And so I feel like it's just all in seasons. Like I think Jennifer, you said like, it's just a season. It's just a moment. So um, yeah, I think just keeping that in mind, like looking back, the Lord allowed me in Bible study and women's groups to still lead. And cause I'm a leader, that's a gifting that he's given me. And so I was able to lead Bible studies and do those type of things. I just wasn't getting paid for it. Mm -hmm. And I think too, you know, just looking at the text too, when it talks about older women and the younger women, the idea I believe behind the text is that older women have a little bit more time um, because their kids are probably grown and out of the house and younger women are probably home raising their children. And so you, most of the time you don't have that time, but you're, you know, you have kids, you have littles at home. I struggle with this because, well, let's see, how do I want to put this? Well, for me, let's just say for me, I, 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 I did not want to, I never intended to be a stay at home mom. That was not my intent. <laughs> you know, it's like I went to college, like before I was a stay at home mom, I was a software engineer. I was making six figures. Like I was bringing in money. And so 
when Chris and I got married and I moved back to Alabama, I tried to find a job, tried to find a job. And I could just not, I just could not find a job. So even before Reese came, I was at home. And during that season, I believe that the Lord was preparing me to just be home because I'm like, what, what am I supposed to like, what am I supposed to do here? And I will tell you that while Reese, before Reese, it's like I had a schedule at seven o'clock, seven to nine, it was Good Morning America. From nine to 10, it was Kelly and Regis. From 10 to 11, <laughs> it was Hot Bench. From, you know, and then it's like, then it was like Wendy Williams. And then it was like Paternity Court. And then Judge Judy. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I had my day set and it was just, TV episode from episode and you know it was just like so I think in reading this text I think there's this tendency to to become legalistic to mm -hmm. think that just because I don't work outside the home that somehow I'm being obedient to God okay. you know just because I'm here so you know we see all throughout the Old Testament it just then becomes something that we do you know, it's like, I'm just bringing you my sacrifices, but it doesn't mean anything. I'm just worshiping you with my lips when my heart is far from you. So, I, you know, there's this tendency to think that, hey, I'm being more obedient, you know, if I am at home. And we look down, you know, I've seen it where then you look down upon the women who work outside the home. But just because you're in the home doesn't necessarily mean that you are... <laughs> doing what is good you know what yeah. i'm saying or that you are living in a way that brings glory and honor to god so yeah. you know it's it's a you know don't fall into that trap of becoming legalistic about it but then you going about your day wasting your time yeah. you know I, I love that tiffany and i think you made me think of like like i was as you were talking i was thinking about how our ministry our, our home is our first ministry right Absolutely. and and that that this is what this is encompassing. And I, I love Stephen Covey, you guys, and I love his um, his uh, demonstration with the big rocks first. And, you know, they've got all these rocks and they try to put the little rocks in and the big rocks on top of it, it doesn't work. But yeah. then when they put the big rocks in first and all the other things around it, it works. Right. So mm -hmm. I feel like this is like like you said that I don't know how you said it so eloquently, Tiffany, about how the Bible is like it has the ultimate wisdom, right? And it's supposed to help shape our lives. And yeah. our family needs to come first. So if I'm busy Absolutely. doing other things, then I'm not busy. And <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> I when I when I was home, I had the tendency to want to look at what other people were doing outside. Yes. Yeah. <coughs> and I think that's the heart that God was ad addressing. Mm -hmm. in me is, hey, keep your focus here. Keep your focus here. Keep your focus here. Especially now in times where social media, you can, you don't even have to hear about what so-and-so is doing. You can watch it in real life on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook. And it just puts that comparison trap that and the Lord, fix your eyes on the things above and not the things of this world. Like we're supposed to stay focused on him. And another, um, imagery i love that stephen covey imagery and if you guys have not seen it it's very powerful when they put it in a little vessel and they have the three rocks and everything kind of fits in between um and i and 
something Priscilla Shire always says too, like you can't live your life in balance. It has to align together. So versus one thing being all even, it's always like that. So those are great imageries for me. But I was thinking another one was um, my pastor had said like he had Jesus as the focus, the top of like a triangle. And then like everything lines up your finances, your friendships, your relationships, all those to Jesus. But when you have Jesus on the same level, there's like loops and, and it, there's distractions and there's hills and there's valleys. And so he has to be the focus of everything. And he will change your heart posture. He'll change your perspective. He'll give you joy um, in the sorrow. He'll give you joy in the mundane. And, and like, don't I feel like a lot, like, again, I just remember my, my days with littles and just like living that mundane life of here we go again. I think Tiffany's talking about like, we're wiping butts, we're wiping our butts, we're wiping their butts. Like it's just (laughs) a lot of wiping going on, wiping counters, wiping butts, but just like, don't, um, still celebrate the mundane aspects of it because our, our first ministry is our home. And when you do neglect that first ministry, it will have major repercussions in your life that will distract you, that will derail you, that will give those hills and valleys in life. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and we have a responsibility to shepherd these little ones. And even if you are in your home and you don't have children to care for, like you are need to be shepherded. You need to be walking in your faith and growing in the Lord even more stronger. Like every day we should desire to look more and more like Jesus. And the only way to do that is to be in his word and to worship and honor him. And so whether you're shepherding little ones to point their hearts towards Jesus or your own heart towards Jesus, Mm -hmm. there's work to be done at the home. There's busyness to be done at the home. Um, All the other different ways, the different versions say at the home is there's stuff to do. Um, So all great points. Yeah. And like you all were talking about social media, because as I was studying this, I was talking to Chris about this too. And I think, you know, at one point in time, the home was a place of safety, Mm -hmm. right? Because if the woman then go outside the home, there was no temptation. There was, you know, it was was like this um, protection from the outside world and outside influences. But as all of us know, you know, us here and those listening, like you don't have to leave your home anymore. Nope. Right. As like you have the TV, you have social media, you have all these things now in the home that the Jewish people, they're out in the wood. They didn't have that. They did. So I think it's important to go back to, OK, instead of trying to create this list, because I don't think the intent of this is to create this exhaustive list of do's and don'ts. Nope. Right. So we can just start checking things off the box, you know, just you know, meditating on it and getting to the heart of the message, the heart behind the message. And I think that Paul gets to that in this, in verse five, where he says um, that the word of God may not be reviled. And, you know, some translations say maligned, some translations say blasphemed, blasphemed. And so it's like, you know, that's the intent of it, you know, because we could, like I said before, we could check the box off like, hey, I'm working in my home, but am I bringing glory and honor to the word of God? You know, so whether you're working inside your home or you're working outside of your home, the Lord is more concerned about your heart. What's going on in the inside of you, not what you may just be going through the day doing or not doing, but what's the heart position behind that? What's the motive behind that? You hear Jesus, he would say, hey, you people, 
you know, you you make up these man-made rules. Matthew 15, you know, you come up with these man-made rules and, you know, it's like you disobey God. You know, these people praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So it's just getting back to the root of, you know, the heart behind it, you know. So when we are, like you were saying, busy at home, we can do that begrudgingly <laughs> or we can do that as D you said, with a grateful heart to say, you know, it really is, um, we talked about roles here, you know, the role of the wife, the role of the mother, that is a huge role. And we have so much impact on our husbands and on our children. And I really do believe that that our home is probably going to be the greatest impact we have on any other person we come in contact with through our lifetime. You know, the people who are right here um, under our roof. And so I think it's important to take that role and that responsibility as sacred, you know, to view this like this is a sacred role of being a mother, of being a wife, you know, and I am to honor God in this role that he has given me. You know, I think sometimes we look at roles like David, he was the king and like Moses, he was the shepherd who led the Israelites. But you, you know, we, we are mothers like he's given us that role it's just as sacred it's just as holy at wife it's just as sacred it's just as holy and we're doing that you know to bring honor and glory to him can i add as the wife as our role our role is to help our husband be his best self so like that is that is sacred that is honorable that's hard work as well coming alongside our husband so that he can be the hero so he can be like jesus and so it's very important for us to take that role completely um sacred is a very powerful word and is like it's a privilege too that we get to it's a get to it is and for those that are not watching and you're just listening i'm just over here as these women are talking shaking my head like (laughs) yeah amen it's true so you guys put it so well. And I just, you know, for those not watching, you need to know I'm over here like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, But before um, we wrap up, I just wanted to, you know, we always like to do a little bit of practical, you Mm know? Um, So just like, what is that? You know, what is it for you to be busy in your home? Um, And what, you know, if you want to leave the, the women here watching with some piece of advice, like what would you tell them? And I, Go D. I, I feel like it's like when you ask the preschoolers about like, what is it about? It's Jesus. <laughs> like they always say Jesus. Like we have to fix our eyes on Jesus. He's going to change. He's the only one who can change our heart posture. He's the only one who can change our perspective. He's the only one who can change our desires. There's nothing else there's no self-help book. There's no minister, pastor, YouTube celebrity, whatever the case may be. It's got to be focused on Jesus. So getting in our word and really abiding in Jesus and seeking him and then trusting in him that what you're doing right now today is enough. It's enough. It's more than enough. And um, so my, my, my preschool answer is Jesus. It would be a practical tool, just fixing your your eyes on him. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm like, yes, in my my 
all I kept thinking as you were asking that question was Tiffany, the word kept coming contentment, contentment, mm. contentment, you know, is, is when you're in that space and you realize how worthy you are, how yes. important, like mm-hmm. D you were just preaching, right? How like the value of your role, when you can be content in that, yeah. You're then gonna, I mean, you're not gonna always do the dishes with a whistle while you work. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I do think that's like the joy, the temperament of who you are in your home and and not like looking to them and getting angry at them for what they're not doing, but being content in what I'm doing and doing it with joy, what that brings into my home. Mm-hmm. Um I think is beautiful. And then, right. Like, I guess you guys can go to Pinterest if you want to know how to keep your house organized or what, like, that's not what we're going to bring to you. I think, unless Tiffany, you have some good tips, but uh, oh no, but, but <laughs> like, you know, you can find all those things, but for us, it really is the heart posture abiding. And for me, I would say, be content, know your worth. You are being busy yeah. at home is a beautiful gift. It's a gift. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those are all so good because it really, really, truly is a gift. And, you know, I was thinking and I was like, you know, we get the opportunity to make our homes like a suburb of heaven. Ooh. You know, like we That's get that op- right. Like we get that opportunity. And I think that is so holy and so sacred. And so um, I don't know, it just fires me up and make me excited. Like I get to make my home, you know, with my husband and my children, or even when you're welcoming people into your home, like they get to come in here from the world and like, what is going on here? You know, that you could have that effect on people that they feel like they enter a different place just by entering Mm -hmm. your home. So it's like you get to just remember, like as you're going throughout your day, as you're doing the dishes, as you're vacuuming the floors, as you're doing laundry, as you're dusting, you know, that you get to create this suburb of heaven right where your feet are planted and you get to love well and you get to glorify God in that. And that is holy. That is safe. And what you do matters. It matters. It matters. I know we're wrapping up, but I just keep hearing praise changes your posture. When you're praising the Lord while you're doing this, while you're praising your children, you're praising your husband, just to worship. Like that's what we're, we were created for was to worship and honor the Lord. It'll change the way you are feeling, even in the bad moments, even in the icky stickies or, you know, the, the messes of kids praising the Lord that you get a home to be be in and to uh, and someone who's been homeless I've actually been without a home and that is a praise just in itself and so that'll definitely praise will change your posture yes so I think we think we covered it so if you enjoyed this conversation you should join us in the ardent wise clubs that is our exclusive group where we explore the conversation of our podcast we offer practical tools this week i believe we have a breath prayer for you to change your heart posture if you're in that space of resentment or just not feeling uh the holy spirit as you're cleaning up your house or busy at home and so we'd love for you to join us there at the ardent wise clubs go ahead and look in our description and you can click it and go right into our club we'd love to have you yeah Mm. i think we i could talk about this forever it's like we need to do something in a group and just talk about it but um Yes. yes but i think we have we've covered it um 
today. And I hope that it's been a blessing to you. Like we hope that this episode has been a blessing to you, that you have been challenged, that you have been encouraged. And just um, to remember the heart behind the message, right? The heart behind the message is that we are bringing glory and honor to God in the things that we do. And you um, have the power, you have the Holy Spirit, you have God's spirit living on the inside of you, and he will lead you and guide you. So let's just say your mom out there and you're busy and you feel, you know, you were convicted by this message today. You feel like, oh my gosh, I've been so short tempered with my children because I got to meet this deadline at work and I have to meet that deadline at work. I've been feeding my kids, take out every night. I haven't been attentive to my husband. You know, the Holy Spirit convicts us of these things. You know, we have our consciences that tells us like, okay, something needs to give here. You know, just remember that we are working for the eternal praise and glory of our Father. This world is passing away, but your relationships, you know, your love, it will remain. So thank you so much for listening to us today. And I hope this was an encouragement to you. And we hope that you will come back and continue listening um, and watching. But until next time, keep crying, keep laughing. And thank you for continuing to join us in growing closer to Jesus.